Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Everyone. Morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for this new day. We thank you for your breath of life that you continue to put in us, that you have not withdrawn it. You have not judged us based on our actions, based on our failures, based on our limitations. But you continue to release your breath into our lives, that this life is sustained. Father, let that life be turned around and be transformed into a vessel fit for your use. person valuable in your kingdom. Open the eyes of our heart, Lord, to see the truth in your word, so that when we understand that truth and when we deploy it and use it with the wisdom that you pour into our hearts, this life will no longer be one that is wasted, but one that becomes a vessel made for the master's use one that lives a life of abundance in the kingdom and of dominion. Father, every time we come to you, you pour your peace and your joy into our hearts. You never hold back. And we thank you for that. That no matter all our baggages that we bring and carry forward from the previous day into this next day, you ask us to leave that at the door and just come in and focus on you in our secret place, in our personal place of prayer, of communing with you, in our relationship with you. And it is that peace and that joy that helps us stay calm in all the challenges that we carry through this day. Father, we come to drink from you again today to have our fill of that peace and that joy. And out of that overflow, Lord, we share it with all our brothers and sisters that are part of this prayer meeting, that are part of this praying family called by your name, the Holy Spirit Brisbane Prayer Group. We share it with all those that have no one to pray for them. We share it with all those that are Christians and have not yet encountered that personal engagement with you, that personal encounter with you. It is still only a religion for them. You are not real. We want them to see that truth, Lord. And we share it also with all those that have chosen to go away from you, that do not want to know you. Let their hearts be quickened, Father. That their eyes be opened to see you and their steps be turned towards you. Like the prodigal son said, I will arise and return to my father's house. So, Father, as we make our prayer today, we call on your name, the name of our maker, our creator, the God Almighty who is ever faithful, the Lord in the midst of his people, who only does wondrous things, the great I am, 
And we pray in the name of Jesus, his son, our daily bread, the one who taught us prayer, the one who taught us faith, the one who came to live by example in accordance with the word and the will of God, who gave us that template of the ideal Adam that God is looking for to commune with and to have a relationship with, to live a life of abundance and a life of dominion that God originally planned for us in Genesis 1.28. And we pray in the name of His Spirit, that supporter, that strengthener that the Father has given us, that no matter what the current state of our life is, it is his job and he is tasked with helping us rise again from those pits to this position of living the life of the ideal Adam that God is looking for in us. It is he who is our advocate, our guide, our teacher, our friend, the one who convicts and shows us where our mistakes are so that we might not commit them again. He pours his grace as well. He gives us strength, the grace that Jesus came to give us is now available through His Spirit. The Spirit of resurrection, the Spirit of light and life, the Spirit of the living God Himself, who is now living within us, has made His tabernacle within us. So that not only is He our fortifier, but also the temple of God exists within us. And we, when we raise our prayer, we become that priest of the temple. And when we pray in accordance with his word, we know and we know in our hearts that he will always hear us. And this is why Jesus said, the kingdom of God is not outside, it is within you. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with family, with friends, with every resource that is available from heaven. You do not hold anything back. You make it all available to us. You give us angels. You give us destiny. Help us. We thank you, Father, that you have provided all our needs in accordance with your riches. If we are willing to believe and speak it with our mouths, then we shall have it. We thank you that you have given us your word and you have hidden all your principles, your prophecies, your promises. The secrets to that abundance and dominion are all hidden in your word and you make them available to us when we are willing to open our eyes in the spirit and see it. We thank you, Father, that you have made us stewards over your creation, that we are in charge of everything that is on earth. And we are learning about authority last week and we continue this week as well. In our Friday Bible study session, open the eyes of our heart, Father, to see what you are trying to show us there. We thank you, Lord, that you make all grace abound towards us. That you have loved us with an everlasting love, that you renew your mercy for us every day. Every morning. We thank you, Lord, that you have not cast us away, but you continue to give us that opportunity to turn back while there still is time. 
We thank you for your patience, Lord. Despite all our failures, despite all our foolishness that we fail to see the opportunities that you present us. Yet you cope with all of that. And you are very patient with us, Father. We thank you, Lord. Today, as we get into our reflection, we shall take a look at God's hedge of protection. And this will only be skimming the surface. It's actually a very deep topic. But I might just take a few. I'd just like us to see um, Job 1, where there's actually a mention of it. Job 1, verse 9 and 10, where when Satan had a conversation with God, Satan answered the Lord and said, Does Job fear you for nothing? Have you not put a hedge of protection around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You have blessed the work of his hands and conferred prosperity and happiness on him. And his possessions have increased in the land. So today we might just do a brief reflection on what does it mean by blessing the work of his hands and putting a hedge of protection around him. And the basis for that is that Satan is able to attack a person who is one, ignorant. Number two, who is busy. And out of that busyness, number three is effectually prayerless, does not have a prayer life. And when they're number two and three, that is the busyness and prayerlessness are accomplished, then the person has no relationship with God. And that is where they are left without any protection. And that forms the basis of Satan being able to attack people. So the best thing for him to do is to keep people busy and prayerless and therefore powerless. But God provides a solution in this hedge that we see here. So why this hedge then? So that we can be safe from all the attacks of the enemy, including deception. And although, like I said, this would be a detailed session if we were to dive into it, I might just uh, stick to some of the principles that we can use today. Some of the principles that we can use in our prayer life so that by immediately engaging these, we can build that wall of safety around us. And if that wall or the hedge doesn't exist, it can be erected and if it is up then by following these some of these principles we can keep it standing so that satan cannot touch us question what is his hedge built of we just see a mention in many places including joshua 1 verse 8 but today I'd like to touch on Deuteronomy 28 verse 14. And you can look at that as well in the light of Joshua 1 verse 8. Deuteronomy 28 verse 14 advises us to stay within that hedge. It says, do not turn aside 
from any of the words which I am commanding you today to the left or to the right. Do not follow and serve other gods. And so obedience to his word is what deploys the hedge. Obedience to his word. When we look at that in the light of Joshua 1 verse 8, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall observe to do according to all that is written in it. When we, when we exercise that obedience, then it says, Then your life shall be made prosperous. Now, prosperous, when you look at it, it's not only in terms of money, it's prosperity in the physical, but also in the spiritual. And your life shall be made prosperous and you shall have good success. That is deploying the hedge. So you will no longer be kept. See, the three things we looked at was prayerlessness, busyness. Or two things, Sana. If we are able to find a solution that keeps us from poverty where all our bills are paid, you will no longer be required to spend long hours or extended hours, in some cases even working double jobs to meet all your needs and to pay your bills. You will always have time to spend with God. Satan is after that time. That time is a measure of your destiny. And that time is what is available to you to spend with God so that when you acknowledge him in your, all your ways at the start, then he directs your path. And that mission, that project must be a success. There's nothing that Satan can do to sabotage it because it is born and planned out of the wisdom of God. So let's move on. If we get into that um, chapter of uh, destiny and obedience and how that affects the hitch, that in itself would be a separate session for the morning encounter. The next one, the next principle here is Job 22 verses 22 to 25. When you repent and return to God, that is what these verses talk about. When you know him and you keep his law in your heart, then he will be your protection. So repentance keeps that standing. Obedience deploys it. Repentance keeps it standing. And this is one of the key weapons, the ultimate weapon in our defense when we feel most vulnerable. When you feel nothing is going in your favor, first thing to do is like the prodigal son. Repent and turn to God. And to surrender to him. And then when we make Jesus as Lord, the blood takes over. Now that is the ultimate defense that works in our favor. On our part, what can we use? We can use repentance. We've seen what the blood can do in our reflection two days ago. And the next then is to surrender to God. Surrendering to God fortifies that hedge. So obedience deploys it. Repentance re-erects it if it has broken down. And surrender fortifies it. Psalm 18 verse 2 says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress. 
and my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge. You can take refuge as well. Repentance and surrender. Then it says, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold is he. So when you take shelter in him and surrender to him, he becomes your stronghold. Stronghold is something that cannot be defeated easily. That is what surrender to him does to your life in that vulnerable situation. He becomes your stronghold there. Provided you are willing to trust. That trust is reflected in repentance and surrender. Total surrender that is. And when you dwell in the secret place with him, that is when your prayer life becomes strong and your personal relationship with God is going good, that is the next step after surrender. Then he takes interest in your safety. Psalm 51 verse 17 says, when you humble yourself and are repentant with a contrite heart, he cannot ignore you. In terms of that safety, that protection that he now takes special interest in, that is seen in Psalm 91. It's a record of all those things that he will do when you fulfill this condition. In particular, today we shall just see Psalm 91 verse 7 and 8. Although all the others are part of this same protection. So verse 7 says, A thousand may fall at your side and ten thousand all around you. But danger will not come near you. You will only be a spectator as you look on with your eyes. And witness the divine repayment of the wicked. As you watch safely from the shelter of the Most High. As you watch safely from the shelter of the Most High. That's where your position then is. He has moved you to higher ground, to safety. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 10 verse 13 says, No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. So he accepts and agrees that there will be temptations coming. This is where we are addressing the deception of the enemy now. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. And so that the hedge is so that the hedge stands and won't be breached. This is his way of giving us that capability to, to stand against all temptations to stand against the deception of the enemy. The deception largely works through temptations where they study our vulnerability, our weakness, and then try to attack that weakness through deception, through temptation. And then that's what God is assuring us here by, that by way of him giving us a way out of that temptation. That's where the Holy Spirit plays an important part and it is important for us to listen to what he keeps saying to us. In every temptation, he will whisper in our ear about that temptation. He will warn us. It is up to us to keep our eyes and ears sensitive in the spirit, to listen to him 
and to heed to that warning and escape while that escape path is still available. Next one, when you tithe, let's see what happens there. Malachi 3 verses 10 to 12. In verse 10, he says, he will fill your storehouse. Your barns will overflow. That is your savings, your assets will increase. You will have enough and more than is required. Not just to pay your bills, but to have access so that you can be a giver and help others too. And then verse 11, he says, now this is how he ensures protection of those assets. He says, I will rebuke the devourer so that they cannot devour these assets that have been stored for you. He will rebuke the devourer for your sake and he will not destroy the fruit of the ground. Your projects will not fail. Your investments will not go under. They will always stay above and profitable. Nor will your wine cast, nor will your wine in the field drop its grapes before harvest. That's what it means, your investments and your projects. They will always be, they will not be aborted short. They will not fail, says the Lord of hosts. And verse 12, all nations, all shall call you happy and blessed. For you shall be a land of delight, says the Lord your hosts, says the Lord of hosts. So recognition, favor, through tithing. Now let's go a step further in your giving. When you give to the poor, then see what Psalm 112 verse 9 says. It says, they have freely scattered their gifts to the poor. Their righteousness endures forever. Their horn will be lifted high in honor. Your righteousness cannot fail. So tithing and giving to the poor. Two key principles to uphold our position against the enemy. And that directly speaks to that factor of keeping a believer busy so that they don't have time for God. This is God's provision there. Okay, I think we shall stop here. These are some of the key principles though that you can engage. And when you actually put all this together and you see how God has equipped men for battle against Satan, then one can't help but say God has given man an unfair advantage in that duel. But that is how God, that is how much God loves us. So even if the enemy uses deception, which in his case also would be unfair, God has equipped us with the capability to combat all that deception and still emerge victorious. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that our eyes be opened to look at these principles from the angle of that battle that, that we, whether we like it or not, we are fighting. And all those opportunities, all those principles that you have provided for us, the laws that you have made available. And when we say they are laws, they cannot fail. Whatever they say, if we fulfill the condition, then they must come to pass. Help us gain that thorough understanding of what you are trying to teach us here, Father. How you are equipping us with your laws and principles, with your promises, and with all those tools that are available 
so that when we stand in that day of battle, we cannot fail. We ask for that edification in our spirit, Father. And we ask for your enlightenment every time we study your word every single day to look for these kind of principles. And then make a note of them and apply them in our lives to experience firsthand that victory in our battle. Edify us, Lord, in our spirit, we pray. And as we pray for that spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs. Those of our prayer group and our families. We pray for all those that are battling sickness and disease. Those that are hospitalized, those that will undergo surgeries. We pray for all families that are battling separation. In any form, whether it is divorce or even small arguments that seek to keep that that seek to keep your people away from each other that though they live under the same roof there is still that separation in their hearts we cover each of these families father the basic unit of existence we cover each of these by the precious blood of jesus as also every family that is part of the Brisbane prayer group and every member of each of these families. We plead the blood of Jesus over them and we draw a bloodline of defense around each one of us and between us and the enemy. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments. We call the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, from accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism and any kind of natural disaster. I command that angelic protection in the name of Jesus. We pray for all those that are battling any kind of stronghold. We declare those chains broken under the authority of the King of Kings. We pray also for our own personal needs, those of our families. And we pray for every member of our family and friend circle that have not yet experienced their salvation. Quicken them, O Father, that their eyes be opened and they call on your name. And when they call on your name, they shall be delivered. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. Every time we pray in the spirit, when we open our hearts to you, you open the heaven above us. And you let that prayer come towards you that incense raised towards your altar. And you grant us your revelation when we release our faith. That revelation, that wisdom, that understanding that helps us with an answer to the challenge that is before us. We now connect our hearts with you in the spirit. 
join our spirit with yours to be one spirit so that when we make this prayer it becomes our prayer of agreement with him and he who prays on our behalf intercedes for us the executor of the will of the father will bring that prayer to manifestation of a miracle will make that prayer an answered prayer I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit to unmute and join in those that are praying for the gift of tongues to release your tongue and your faith and ask the holy spirit to take over let us now pray in the spirit thank you jesus thank you jesus thank you father thank you father thank you holy spirit Thank Sandra Papa Pia Sara Kadiya 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 S
Scripture being given today is 1 Corinthians 1.18. For the word of the cross is folly, 
to those who are perishing. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Before we conclude this morning's prayer, just a reminder about our Bible study session for this Friday. It is a continuation of last week's topic, the second part in what authority has God given you? This time we will reflect on the authority that he has given you as mentioned in the scriptures as a believer and how to use those. We shall share a flyer on the on the telegram group that contains a brief program and uh, with times for different time zones around the world and you can uh, with a link to zoom and youtube that they can click on please share it with your family and friends and invite them to come and partake of his presence that is hovering over that session and that's the most important takeaway from that session there We have a scripture verse that has also been shared in the chat. This is from 1 Corinthians 2, verse 9, quoted from the NIV, where it says, However, as it is written, what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. The second scripture also posted in the chat is from Isaiah 26, verses 11 to 14, where it is written, Lord, your hand is lifted up, yet they do not see it. They see your zeal for the people and are put to shame. Indeed, fire will devour your enemies. Lord, you will establish peace for us, since you have also performed for us all our works. Lord our God, other masters besides you have ruled us. But through you alone, we confess your name. The dead will not live. The departed spirits will not rise. Therefore, you have punished and destroyed them. And you have eliminated all remembrance of them. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And that the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, let that be multiplied in our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful Thursday, everyone. Thank you, Russell. God bless you. Thank you, Russell. God bless everyone. God bless you.